Welcome back to Chapel Chats with Foxy and Beck. Foxy is, of course, Mr. Andrew Fox of the Ridgeway Campus at Ivanhoe, and I am Beck, otherwise known as Rebecca Gaskell from the Plenty Campus at Ivanhoe Grammar. We're both chaplains. Chapel Chats is our way of bringing chapel to you, the secondary students of Ivanhoe, while we're all in isolation. We really don't want to add to your screen time, but we do want to connect with you. This week, we're going to talk to a good friend of mine, Kat. And I don't want to steal her thunder by telling you too much about her, but it's fair to say when Kat was young, she never thought she'd work in a prison. And yet there she is, and she loves it. And what is wonderful about Kat is that she's doing amazing things in this Melbourne female prison, yet she refuses to take all the credit. So let's get straight into this. Get your headphones in, go outside for a walk while you listen to Chapel Chats. So... Welcome, Kat, to uh, Chapel Chats for Ivanhoe. Thanks for joining us. Thank you us. for having me. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, now, last podcast, Foxy and I asked each other about um, what job we thought we'd have when we grew up. And mm. I was thinking about you and I thought, when you were little, did you ever think you'd actually be working in a prison? Never in my wildest dreams. <laughs> so my my dream was to be a hairdresser and that's what I have been for the last 17 years. Wow. Um, and then I kind of fell into it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So how did you end up in, in prison work? Well, I literally was doing someone's hair and I was talking to her about a project I was running in high schools, which is called Shine. Mm-hmm. So Shine is a um, Christian program written by Hillsong Church and it teaches young kids about having value, purpose and worth. And I was doing this lady's hair, doing a blow wave, and I was volunteering at this stage at different high schools around Victoria. And um, she was like, this is a great project. This sounds amazing. And next minute I was having an interview at the prison. And then, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that was how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? That I know. The, you could never dream that up as a kid, could you? No. Not good from going from a glamorous industry to working on um, fashion parades. I worked for magazines, for catwalks. I've worked in TV. So now I work in a prison. <laughs> yeah. Quite a change. Yeah. So what what's an average day like what is what's your title in the prison what's what's an average day yeah so the, um I, they call us um worthy to shine which is our project mm-hmm. in there um and basically i go in there to teach them some life skills on how to be the best version of themselves so we teach them things from cooking we teach them things on talking to themselves better um we've kind of adapted the project over the last 12 months so we originally were only meant to be in there for nine weeks mm-hmm. and now we're in there indefinitely so basically we've been there two years now um so now we've changed the project and so now basically it's about teaching them life skills so how to cook how to look after themselves how to wash their hair um personal hygiene um better self-talk how to go for a job um Mm. how to budget all different things yeah so each day is different depending on um what kids we've got in and if they've been in before if they're regular offenders or not so yeah 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 and so like when you've talked to me about this because mm. um, we go to church together and yeah. I know a couple of times you've gone, I just, I'm just falling in love with these girls, you know, I want to take them home. Like, yeah. you know, how, tell me about your relationship with the girls there and how that um, yeah, you know, probably I, goes up and down, I suspect. Yeah, I feel I don't go in there as an authority person or to tell them off. I go in there to love them. And I guess my biggest thing is, I've, you know, biblically we believe in that being in the hands and 
being the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what my total view on going into the prison is, is to be the hands and feet in Jesus. And Jesus loves everyone no matter where they're at and what they do or who they are. And that's totally what I'm there to do. So they're my daughters. I love them. At the moment I've got 29 of them Mm -hmm. and I'll give them a hug. Um, They'll tell me their life story. Um, I'll share with them about my life a little bit as well because I've got a pretty colourful childhood um and it just is they're normal people that have just experienced extreme trauma you know my youngest child in there is 10 years old and for a 10 year old child to be in there is pretty horrific so Mm. they're beautiful children and they're just scared and frightened and they want to be loved and so that's what we do we go Mm. in there and love them (laughs) so so do you have any stories of you know that this i don't know breaks your heart or, or 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 gives you reason to go back in every day yeah, um, I guess the biggest reason why I go back in because I've seen the fruits of the project now. So um, we also teach at other high schools around Victoria and mm. we were actually in a high school last year and one of my kids who had been in prison actually attended that high school and she was released. Mm. And anyway, she came running up to me across the yard and she's like, cat, cat. And I'm like, yes. And I, I'm like, I don't know who this child is. She goes, do you remember me? And I'm like, Mm, not really she goes I was in the prison I'm like oh yes I do (laughs) thinking oh my goodness she's out (laughs) and um she came running over to me and she goes you taught me seeds of greatness and this is my seeds of greatness I've planted my tree I've weeded out my garden of bad habits I weeded out my garden of dis- of um, bad talk. I weeded out my garden of not attending to school and I'm fertilising my garden. I'm planted my seed. I'm coming to school so I'm watering my plants so it's going to grow. Yeah. So that for me, that is the thing I hold on to and I just think that is so cool. Like the kid I thought that, you know, wasn't even listening or paying attention <laughs> is now planted her seed and it's growing. So mm. that's pretty What's cool. her hope? for the future what does she want to be she wants to become a hairdresser funny enough um which is awesome but she's attending school which is amazing um Mm -hmm. she's got into some good residential care now so she was in the foster care system unfortunately um Mm -hmm. and I guess the thing that I hang on to is that I know they can change their life around and if I can be a part of that if I can be one little seed I think Mm -hmm. you know I hold on to that hope and that's what makes me go back Yeah. yeah yeah I know when like I've, there's been a couple of times um, over my work life where I've been able to go in and visit prisons mm. and uh, and even homeless shelters and things like that and and what struck me the most is that it's usually just one or two decisions that yeah. has led them to be in that circumstance and and that's the difference between me and them and and the position that I'm standing I'm standing as someone that is um, well fed looked after clothed and mm. secure. Um, as opposed to someone that might be homeless or or in prison, and that that's that's really shocking. Do you do you find that at times where you just sort of stand in front of them and go, "Wow, there's just some of those decisions that mm. led them to be there weren't even theirs." A hundred percent. And I grew up in a home where my dad is a drug addict, and mm. um, I you know my decisions determined my destination. And my decision was I could either go down the same path. Or my decision was I was going to be extremely success, successful and I was mm. going to have the life that I didn't want to have, that, like I could mm. choose my path. And that's a whole subject we actually teach them. It's called My Decisions Determine My Destination. So we talk about emotions as well in there. And quite often I'll say to the girls, okay, what got you in here? And majority of the time it'll be anger. They have a lot of mm. anger, which is a result of trauma that they've experienced. 
And I will say to them, you know, okay, so your decision this time was to get angry, to be violent and stuff. Okay, what will your decision be next time? And we work through that together and talk about strategies that we can do to, you know, put the lid on that um, on that bottle so it doesn't explode. And so we actually do mm. a really cool exercise and we get a Coke bottle, we shake it up. And we talk about this is your emotions, you know, a Coke bottle explodes with all the bubbles going everywhere and the lid comes off and it overflows. And this is what's happening with you guys, with your emotion. And then the result is you're ending up in here. So what can Mm. we do? Okay, we put the Coke bottle lid on. Let's go for a walk. Let's breathe. Mm. Let's Mm. think about it. Let's journal. Let's write our emotions out. Let's get some help. And so we talk about that with them. But 100%, if they could change that split second that got them in there, they would. Mm. I don't want to end up in there. So, yeah. Wow. And and so for you, like you you mentioned, your dad was a Mm. drug addict and that would have been a really difficult childhood for you who, yeah. who spoke into your life like how yeah. how did you learn to make your decisions to be you know yours yeah. and not a, yeah so my mum had a really strong faith in God and I was my mum was so obedient to taking us to church every single Sunday my mum was a prayer warrior like she would pray mm. like no tomorrow and my mum never ever stopped that and no matter how bad it was at times and how you know, the abusive and things like that. He, My mum never mm-hmm. stopped having faith in God and I saw that in her and I saw that my mum had this amazing life after him and it was mm-hmm. through having faith and prayer and being obedient to God and I knew that was what I had to do to get through. Yeah, definitely. Wow. But I had a great youth group and that really helped me because I had people around me that supported me and directed me and guided me and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's role models and community that made a difference for you. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. It's, that's good. And so you're being that role model and community in the prison. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I do <laughs> love them. They are my daughters and, you know, they'll wait for me at the door at four o'clock, you know, because I know I come in at four o'clock and they'll wait there for me to come. And <laughs> they're oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, it is a prison and, and mm. I guess, um, you know, some of them won't have learnt the lessons about how to control their emotions that you're trying to teach them. Yep. So are, are there times where you, you actually feel scared? Um, there is times, but I always, I'm really obedient to praying. So I will sit in my car at the front for half an hour every single time I work in there and I will pray. And I just mm. vision God holding my hand and walking through those doors with him and not doing it in my own strength because the mm. things that I see in there are so traumatic and just heartbreaking and you know there is times you are scared because the girls can be quite aggressive and quite you know have behavioral issues or coming off drugs and things like that but I know Mm. that God's protecting me in that um there's been times I've been locked in the prison um by accident oh no (laughs) yes that's been interesting (laughs) but it's a sense of peace you have when you do it in God's strength there's just that inner peace that you have in there yeah all right. How did you get out? <laughs> Stay up so night. crazy. <laughs> so we're in there for three and a half hours. <laughs> so one of our kids was actually having um, a really bad reaction to coming off drugs and she was quite violent. So they re- removed her from the classroom and the rest of the kids and took them back to the unit. And um, anyway, so they left us in there because it wasn't safe for us to walk back. And an hour went past two hours. So I ended up actually getting a chair and hitting the door to try and get someone to get my attention. (laughs) Quite funny. Anyway, they had a change of guards and they were locking down our unit for the night and um, turning off all the security cameras and they saw this crazy lady with this chair. So (laughs) the 13 (laughs) came running in and I was wearing a white T-shirt like the kids. 
and thought I was a yeah. kid. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was very entertaining, but it was all good. I had my ID on me and my security, and so it was fine. Oh, no. Could have gone so badly. Oh, you could have gone bad. Yeah. But, I, you know, the girls are very protective of me as well because, you know, there's been times and there's been fights break out in front of us, and they'll say, oh, so sorry, miss, so sorry, because they know oh. I'm in there to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just talk wow. to them like a normal person. I don't talk to them like they've done something bad. You know, they no. at the end of the day, they're human and they just need love. That's all they need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, gosh. So, um, I mean, this is all very topical at the moment, yeah. but how, how are you seeing um, COVID-19 affect your job yeah. and, and the prison as a whole? Yeah, so we're overflowing at the moment. Um, we're very, very full. And the reason being is it's safer for some of the kids to actually be in prison than it is to be at home. So a lot of these kids are subject to domestic violence, to drug abuse. Um, So being inside the prison, they get a bed to sleep in, they get something to eat, Um, they have routine, they've got discipline and kids need discipline. They thrive on that. And so for them, they want to be in there because it's a safe haven, you know, and that's their sense of community is inside the prison, unfortunately. Yeah. So we are, we are overflowing. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So people are trying to get in. Yeah. Because, you know, when there's no food in the fridge and, um, you know, there's no school at the moment so that, you know, school for a lot of these kids is a really safe place because a lot of the time they'll get lunch programs, um, they've got routine, there's no domestic violence in schools, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a safe place for them. But with the schools being shut, they have nowhere to go. Mm. There's nowhere to go. Mm. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. Big impact. Big Massive. Impact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, if, if Ivanhoe students who are listening to this, yeah. um, you know, are inspired, which I'm sure they are by what you're mm. saying in our chat today, um, how, how could they support what you do? Yeah. Okay. So each girl, when they get released from prison, we give them a worth it bag. And in that worth it bag, it has things in it that every girl needs. And that can be tampons, pads, um, shampoo, conditioner, moisturizer. It could be body wash. It could be hair ties. Um, I put heat bags in there just everything that a woman needs. And so it makes that child feel worth it. So when they're coming out of prison, they're not coming out with nothing because a lot of the time they will come out, they'll get put into foster care or they'll get put into residential care and they literally only have their clothes on their back and nothing they have Mm. is brand new a lot of the time. A lot of the time it's secondhand clothes or something that's been hand-me-down. So I like each girl to come out and feel that they're valuable, they have worth and that they can help them have a purpose. And, you know, maybe it'll help them by washing their hair and get a job, whatever it is, but that bag Mm. is for them specifically and they don't have to share that bag. It's only for them. So, yeah. So they could help um, organise fundraisers for that within their own community. we're constantly looking at companies to come on board. So we have Muck Hair Care, which is one of our major sponsors, and they supply mm-hmm. shampoo, conditioner um, for each girl as they come out the project. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so there's lots of different things they could do. We've got um, some girls making heat bags, wheat bags. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another project that we do as well. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways that they could definitely help. They can jump on um, uh, with, our, I'm sorry, with our other project, which is in schools. Mm. They can jump on the website mm-hmm. for that, which is called um, oneofakind.com.org.au. Yeah. Is it .com or .org? Oh, sorry, .org.au. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's really good to know. What, what are your thoughts on this, um, Foxy? Have you heard of the Shine program or um, stuff in prisons before? Uh, look, I haven't actually probably heard of the Shine program itself. I, I guess I've heard of 
of like chaplains in prison and people working in prisons. And, and mm. certainly it sounds like they're doing a fantastic job. I was wondering, is there a similar sort of program that runs in, in um, like juvenile prisons for boys or? Yeah, so there's a lot mm. of um, nat- like um, nationality specific. So there's an Islander program, a Sudanese program um, and lots of programs like that. Um, there's also a basketball program that goes in there, a soccer program. Um, we're working on actually getting to work with the boys. We're going to do some life skills stuff with the boys. Um, but, yeah, there is lots of different projects around that do, I think White Lions also do something with the boys as well. Um, but with our project in schools, so obviously we run the full Shine project inside high schools around Victoria, there is Strength which teaches courage and resilience for boys. And we've got a campaign running in high schools at the moment which is called Too, Too Tough to Get Rough. So it's about being tough mm-hmm. in your mind and you're actually tougher in your mind than you are if you start to punch on with someone. So it shows that you're a weakness wow. if you actually go in and fight and physical things. So, yeah, so there is a few things that are around. So for, yeah, no, fantastic. Sounds like some, some really um, positive things that are going on, not only in the prison but also out in the school system as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very exciting. And it's I think the thing is that, you know, there's so much about well-being now and children need to know their well-being and, that's something that they struggle with because there's so much competition with social media outlets and trying to be a certain way. But this actually teaches to be comfortable and, you know, be thankful for who you are and the way you are made, which is really cool. Mm. That is really important yeah. to know. Cool. Well, Kat, thank you so much for sharing with us today and giving us an insight into the prison. It's, I've, I've enjoyed listening to you and I, I love what you do. You are really quite inspiring the way that you've um, moved into this space. <laughs> thank you. But, you, you know, it, it's been, I think it's something that, um, yeah, it was a challenge for you, but you've taken it with both hands yeah. and you're just thriving in it. You really Thank are you. thriving in it, aren't you? Yeah, I really do love it. Oh, and I, like good. I said, it is something that I don't do in my own strength. It's definitely in God's strength. So it's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's one way that you know that God's got you in the right place. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. good. Fantastic. Well, look, all... Yeah, all the Thank best, you. and um, I'll catch up with you Excellent. soon. Excellent. Thanks, guys. See okay. you. Bye. See ya. So, Foxy, what, what's your thoughts and reflections on that conversation today? Oh, look, I think it was, it was just great to know that, like, obviously, I think it's really important for everybody to know that, that God cares about them, and so particularly people who are, I guess, finding life really difficult, uh, it's great that... Um, to see God laying on people's hearts to sort of go in there and meet them where they're at. Um, one of the things I think about God is that God wants to meet us where we're at. We don't have to put on any pretenses okay, or any like bravado, but God knows what we're like. And so God knows us warts and all. And so um, it's really important that as Christians that we basically show that we still love and care for people, even though at times they might be, um, not living necessarily the kind of life that that we might think is best yeah, for them. That's true. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. She's she's really is um, being the hands and feet of God in that, and being um, a really positive influence and ho- helping the whole community, just one person at a time. I'd say so. It was it was really great to hear. Foxy, do you want to just pray for her and maybe just for you know our students at Ivanhoe in general, and then we'll we'll say goodbye. No, I certainly I'd love to do that. Thanks. No worries. Um, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you today. Thank you for the fact that you are at work in this world. We want to thank you for the fact that you use people um, like us, but particularly people like Kat, um, to 
uh, do your work in this world. And we would just want to thank you for her work in the Shine program there in the prison. Thank you for the way in which you've uh, laid that upon her heart. We just pray that you might continue to bless her ministry there, that she might have a real impact on the lives of those girls, that she might continue to see hearts and lives that are changed and, and girls that are um, equipped okay, to live the best kind of life that they can um, on the outside of prison. And we just want to thank you too for the students of Ivano Grammar. We want to thank you for each and every single one of them. We just want to continue to pray that you might watch over them at this time, keep them healthy and safe, help them to use their time um, at home productively in their lessons, but also with their families as well, that you'll bless this family time together mm-hmm. and that you'll continue to watch over all of us um, until we're able to meet again in person. Mm-hmm. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Um, Amen. Great. Thanks, Foxy. I'll catch up with you next time. No worries. Thanks, Pete. Take care. Nice talking to you. Bye. Well, that was Chapel Chats with Foxy and Beck. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Kat. And we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email. Give us your suggestions for future episodes. Get involved and interview someone with us. We'd love to share this with you. Anyway, until we see you next, take care.